Welcome back to the 51st episode of Calcho's Unplugged. The January transfer window has gone and went. Um, all the teams did what they could to strengthen their squads. And now we have the final product we'll, we'll see from these teams. We've got teams in relegation battles. We have teams trying to fight for Europe. We have teams that literally sat in their hands. <laughs> um, so we're just gonna we're just gonna go through uh, what each teams, uh, what you know each each of the teams what they what they what they got down with um, in the month of January, um, and uh, we're gonna start um, with um, Bologna. Um, hold on a second, I'm gonna pull up the table to see so we can kind of compare to where they are right now. Um, All right, so Bologna are currently in 13th with 27 points. Um, in this transfer window, they uh, brought in a Bieberscher midfielder from Young Boys. Uh, pr- pretty good, solid signing there. Um, Casius um, Voldem, a 19-year-old center back. Rojas from Crotone, a 19-year-old midfielder. Mercer from Lille, an 18 year old center back. Um, they go, they go rather young. Uh, look to the, by the looks of it, it d- doesn't look like they spend all that much. Um, but, uh, I know you may not know the, the, the names per se. Um, but what are your thoughts on their, uh, their, their strategy and what they ended with, um, so, sort of, uh, the month of January, which we'll, you know, we'll see. I mean, kind of building on that to, to for the end of the season. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you give your thoughts and then I'll give mine. Well, I think this is definitely some good, a lot of good solid signings, especially from the clubs that these players are coming from where they're really known for their um, youth development and also build. If they come in at say like age 20, they're able to like build upon what they've already known from their youth career. So um, I think they definitely made some really good moves and I think they're starting to use these players to like get building blocks for the future, especially has a lot of the Serie A sides I've noticed have been like getting older instead of younger. So it's nice to bring in some of these younger, fresher talent, build up and get ready for the, what's, uh, what's yet to come. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, they, they go young here. They're going to build. What it tells me is that there's a potential here for sales of other players at certain positions. Um, when I when I look at the at the at the list that they pull out, you got a you got a veteran midfielder. That means um, Svanberg is probably on the move in the summer. At least, not necessarily he's going to be moving immediately, but um, the potential is there for him to to, to see the exit door as well as um, Nandez. Um, also could be on the out, which, so they, they fill that in with a, a good midfielder from, from Switzerland. And then they just go young across the board, which I like. You got a young, uh, young center back, um, three young center backs. One was in, uh, in France last year, uh, won the league with Lil. Um, I don't know if he played the appropriate amount of games to, to do it. And then Rojas, who you may not know by name, but he was with Crotone last year and was one of their, 
uh, up and coming players didn't get the move to a bigger club uh, in the summer. Um, so they, they handled themselves well here with, with a lot of youth here. Um, so I think they handled themselves well. Uh, agreed? Yeah, I, de- I definitely agree. And the only Rojas I know is Danny Rojas from Teleso. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, I'm, I'm not going to be talking too many about departures, but there's a big one that just hit me in the face here. Um, and I'm, you, sh- you may not know by name, but definitely have seen this guy play. Uh, Scov Olsen has left the club, who was arguably one of their most important players. Um, and it, he it looks like he went to Belgium. Um, how damaging is this, especially when they're in the midst of – Again, they're not in the relegation battle yet. Um, but, you know, they want to have some ambitious uh, thing about them. And it doesn't, it doesn't appear that they're, they're still not – where they are on the table and given the talent that they have on the team is not meeting, uh, you know, in, in, in a place where they should be doing better. Remember they lost um, – Tomasi, who went to Arsenal, and now they lost Gov Olsen. Um, how dangerous do you think this is, and what were your thoughts on him no longer being in the league? I think it could be dangerous for them because they've lost an experienced player, especially since they're bringing in a lot of younger talent who may not know our, like the system of Syria and will need a lot of time to adapt to being in Italy. Um, so not having an experienced player to help kind of like mentor these younger players is going to be detrimental. So I think this was a definitely a bad move, but I mean, it is what it is on that in this aspect. So hopefully Bologna get these youngsters working right off the bat and really get them up to speed as quickly as possible. Cause if they don't they're they could be in some serious trouble. Agreed. So, what no, a scale of one to ten? What would you give the the January window um, based on the information that we know? I would say seven out of ten. Yeah, I think I'm about the same. They got Yemuthia, but they lose a big piece um, on the way out, unfortunately. Um, which we'll see how that affects them going forward. Um, but it, it's not going to be an easy thing to replace because he's a, a tremendous player um, that's that's been very important for them for a number of years. So tough one. Um, all right, let's go to Genoa, uh, a, a, a side that is struggling in, um, near the bottom of the table. Actually, I think they're at the bottom of the table. Um, regardless, they are in a situation where, yeah, they're, they're 19th with only 13 points. It's not good. Um, where maybe they, they, you know, they did what they could in the, the window. And literally, Ge- Genoa signed an entire starting lineup and an entire starting lineup would depart at the same time. Um, they signed so many players here, so I'm going to run through them really quickly. Hefty from Young Boys Defender, Odegaard from Brighton Defender, Yabu uh, forward from Strumgras, um, Calafiori on loan from Roma, right back, uh, Pertioli from uh, Ascoli, uh, Piccoli from, uh, from Alanta as a forward, uh, Amiri, which is a very good uh, midfielder from the Bundesliga. Um, Brendrup, midfielder from Bromby. Um, Cyborg, sorry, I just can't pronounce the guy's name, from uh, Armenia, Bielefeld. 
and uh, Gudemundsen, um, a winger from AZ. Um, so they bring in a lot of pieces. Um, I think this is a little over the top. Um, and I think they just – they're bringing, kind of bringing in players for the sake of bringing in players and trying to do whatever they can to try to stay up. I don't know if, if going out and signing 10 players is the, is the solution uh, to the problem. I think the problem is, is finding a, cu- a couple of important players um, as well. And on the way out, they, they did lose Casado uh, to Inter and Fars from Tutorino. Uh, as well as a few other pieces. Pondev, the, the Aegis wonder from Macedonia, went to Parma in Serie B. Uh, so they lost a bit. They lost some good pieces, but they also brought in about 10 dead bodies. Um, what are your thoughts on their sort of, um, what do you want to call it, their, uh, their, their January? Well, I'm going to give my ranking off the bat. I give this a negative 10 out of 10 because it's like, yeah, you're selling a lot of the players that you already did have that were already a, like a concrete pillar and bringing in a bunch of these dead bodies. And it's like that bringing in new players all the time is not going to, as you just said, it's not going to solve the problem. You need to work on finding a solution with the stuff that you already had available, like figuring out the, like figuring out formation. Um, maybe it could be like a, adjusting where a player is during a certain time um, during a match. Um, but, yeah, you're bringing on all these players hoping that it'll be your solution, but it won't be until you fix well, the stuff that you already do have. So I think this is just a bad transfer win for them. Like I said, negative 10 out of 10. Yeah, I, I don't love the the amount of signings, the avalanche of signings. I think there are a few decent ones here. Um, you look at Hefty, I would say the young boys defender. Kyle Fiore is a, is a very young, a, a talented attacker, or wing back from Roma. Um, Amiri from Bayer Leverkusen is, is a fantastic buy, and uh, Saibora from BFL is good. So it's almost better if they would have kept some of the people that they sold. And then they would have just signed those three or four players. I can't go zero or negative be- just because they did sign three or four decent pieces. Um, but I- I'll give them a three just because I don't know if, if in January signing everybody uh, named Jack or whatever, just signing so many people at once is, is really the, the best approach um, to handle themselves and to go forward. Uh, so Genoa is just, I think they're just, they're, they're, they're kind of acting out of desperation. Um, we'll see if any of this works on Sunday when they play Roma. Um, but I, I wouldn't be so hopeful, uh, even though there, there are some decent players within the team. Um, all right. I'm just going to start going in order. Or also, I'm going to get too confused. Um, Atlanta make two signings. We all we know they've lost some pieces, but they signed Jermaine Boga from Sassuolo, and they signed Mahaila from Parma, my other Romanian brother. Um, uh, Mahaila's a loan deal with a very cheap buy option, I think about nine million, and they did spend a bag on, on Boga, but they re- uh, but they will get that money back with some of the sales they have. Um, Alanta don't spend a lot; they get rid of a few pieces. You could argue very important pieces, 
but they do they are able to recoup two decent signings. What are your thoughts on on Alonso's approach for that? I mean, with the pieces they lost, these were definitely great replacement pieces. Um, yeah, some some of them may have like hit or miss performances, but that's normal with any player any team gets. You're gonna have good days and bad days. But overall, these are two great players. Um, I would give them an eight out of ten. Um, but yeah, hopefully these they're able to implement them in such a way where it'll be like those losses won't really matter as much. Yeah, I, I would go nine out of ten, and the only reason it's not a ten is because of who they lost on, on the other side. But you get Boga. Uh, from Sassuolo, um, was really good maybe two years ago. Uh, but what we what we have seen repeatedly from Gasparini is taking players that maybe are not highly regarded or not at that level and taking to that level. Um, again, Zabata goes, goes to that team several years ago, having not, uh, having not had a season over, I think, 10 or 12 goals in the league. First year there, he goes, he goes for 26, I think, in all competitions. Um, you, you see what he's done to Papu Gomez many, many years ago when he goes from the Ukraine to, um, to Atlanta, leaves as arguably their best player ever. Um, so I think he's a good job. Gasparini is, with, with, all, with everything that, all the negatives that go with him, he does know how to take advantage of circumstances and take advantage of players and allowing them to, to, to become themselves in a more real way where they're going to to be a really valuable part of this team. Volga coming in here, um, I think he's someone that can really light it up and do some do some great things, especially in the Gasparini thing, uh, you know, attack and stuff. And Mahila, uh, I still have nightmares for what he did to Roma a few years, uh, two years ago. Well, that was last year, actually, um, which was a very conflicting thing because of what national team he plays for. But but getting him for such a short deal, I, it, it just felt bad having for him having to, to go with the, the rest of the Parma um, clown circus down to Sierra B when he, he was one of the players that really did show something. And with him, I think you're going to also look like with Boga. You're going to see progression. You're going to see him um, utilized in the best possible way. And I think did not spend a ton, but still main, managed to, to get two crucial signings. So I'm going to say 9 out of 10. Um. All right, um, Calgary uh, brought in Lovoto, uh, a young def- uh, uh, midfielder from Atlanta, uh, Golina from Sassuolo, also a defender, and Basali, a, a very respected midfielder from Torino. Um, they did lose Godin as a free agent. Um, they did lose Caracas to Levante. And uh, Farias went to Benevento, but uh, overall, um, how do you think that they they did this January? I think this is a. I would give them a seven out of ten. Um, they did lose a couple experienced players, but overall, bringing in these new players, they should have no problem adapting to their system. So, I mean, overall this was definitely a great transfer window for them. Yeah, agreed. They, they did, they did well. Um, again, they're another team that's need these points and all that. They're not in the relegation zone at the moment. I believe they're they're but they're near the bottom. So they need a little bit of inspiration from some signings. Um, and I think they went about it 
um, the right way. Um, and they, they did get some good players again. But a lot of Baselli is going to be huge. Uh, very experienced, been in relegation fights before. He's the, I mean, he's a, he's a prototypical player you need in a, in a fight for relegation. Again, he's not going to give you 20 goals, but he, he can change the environment that they're, that they're existing in and potentially see this Calgary team survive another year, uh, which I think they will, but it's going to be tough, which is why these signings are so important. Um, so I'll, I'll give them an eight. I think they did well. Um, Empoli didn't do much. They, they were very quiet this window. Um, Two signings coming in, one signing going out. Um, Banassi, midfielder for Fiorentina, um, not really utilizing that team as much. Uh, coming to Empoli, I think that's a that's I think that's one of the most underrated coups of the whole window, at least in Italy. He's he's again just just like um, uh, just like Basali, he's he's somebody who's who's dealt with situations. He's very experienced. He knows what he's doing, um, and he can handle himself well. So that's a, I think that's a huge signing for an Empoli team that um, they can score goals, but the the the, the build up play isn't great. Um, you know, with with you know they do have the the attacking options up top with uh, your boy uh, uh, Piamoti, um, but the the creativity in the midfield is an issue, and I think he he kind of fits into that void. Very uh, very uh, from um, from Sampdoria. Again, not the most out, you know, exciting signing, but a solid player that can fit right in and again help the midfield. They did lose uh, Manascu, but he had the thing with him is, is he, he was in Syria maybe a few years ago uh, with Empoli, um, and he was great that first year, and then he came back and he uh, with them again, and he hasn't been as good um, um, with them. So I think that's not a huge loss. Plus, they have attacking options that are working for them anyways. So I don't think him uh, leaving um, is, is going to be a huge problem. Um, yeah, you know, he said, he said, heads down to Serie B, and uh, you, you get Banassi. Banassi, sorry, these, these guys, the names are so similar. And very from Sampdoria and Banassi from Fiorentina. And I think, you're, uh, I think this, this is a very uh, culpable um, um, situation for them. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on Napoli? I would give them also a 7 out of 10, um, bringing in some solid pieces. Yeah, the one player you mentioned, it's kind of spotty here and there, but overall, bringing in players who kind of have already have that experience and can help the team going forward, uh, they shouldn't be mad at the deals that they got. Obviously, there are some teams that we are going to be mentioning tonight that are usually very quiet during the January transfer window and tend to do their most of their business during the summer when there's more time to get deals done. But mm-hmm. I mean, for this time, um, Empoli did make some decent signings and that's really good for them going forward, especially since they're at this point planning on staying in the top flight next season. Yeah. I think Empoli wants to push for conference league as well. So uh, they're, they've done really well this season. Getting a new few pieces in, I think, is, is important. We'll push them out further, especially in the midfield, which seems to be the big issue. Um, not not a huge problem, but if I, something that needed to be strengthened, and I think they, they do a good job of going out and doing that. Um, all right, Fiorentina. Um, we know who they lost. They lost the big dude up top, Vladovic, who has gone on to to change uh, – did the Chiesa move, becomes the 18,853rd player to go from – um, Fiorentina defense. Um, 
so that's that's a big loss, obviously. And we'll, we'll we'll talk about him at more depth. Um, but all things considered, they go out, they're aggressive, uh, they lose a big striker, and they try to position themselves in a way where they're not going to to get um, battered by the sale. They got the money that they have, and they 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 find a way to scramble. They get some players in, some important players in that may not be as as because you're not going to get a guy who's going to score the amount that Lovlovich scored, obviously. Um, but they get enough goals, I feel like, from the January window where the the goals will still be there. It just won't be all coming from one person. So I actually think it's possible that this will be better for Fiorentina than Vladovic uh, being a lone goal scorer there. So they brought in um, Icon from Lille, who had scored 14 goals last season as they won the title. You bring in um, uh, Piontek, um, who remember the guy who used to play for AC Milan, had that one year where he scored 20-some goals and then uh, one to her to Berlin. The earth. Yeah, basically he, he came back. He's, he's, he's done well. He's a good player, but he's, he's, he never was able to build on that first season that he had. Um, he comes in, I think he scored in his first game uh, um, with, with Fiorentina as well in the Copa Italia. And then the, the big hitter here is Calabria or Cabriel from, um, from uh, uh, Basel. Um, his, his goal scoring record in Switzerland is is quite uh, um, great. Um, he's he's been able to to be a, a fifteen plus goal scorer for the last couple of years. He's he scored a load of goals there, and again, it is Swiss league, uh, uh, but you know, it's still impressive when you put up the numbers that he puts up in that league. You come in, and now you have those three. You have Nico Gonzalez. You have. You know, even though Vladovic isn't there anymore, I feel like that is enough where Vladovic leaving isn't going to directly affect where they finish this season. Um, and they didn't really lose anything bigger than that. They lost a few pieces here and there, but ultimately, I think they positioned themselves well enough with the attacking constellation that they have to be able to to continue to fight for Europa League. And I, I don't think Vladovic leaving, going to Juventus, will directly affect their position anymore because of how well they spent. This is one of the best windows of it, it Italian teams. I'm going to give them a 10 because they lose a big hitter, a guy who's scoring goals like crazy. And in doing that, they brought in three attackers that maybe can't score 20 goals a season like Vladovic can, but together can score enough goals to not even affect Fiorentina's league position. And I think they get, they get a bag of 85 million or whatever it was. And they get three attackers that can, that can help them this season and next season. And I think uh, Fiorentina potentially with these, with this trio along with Nico Gonzalez can be quite uh, a um, terrific team in front of goal. And I think I have to admire the, the character and the, they didn't waste any time. They got the deal done. When the deal was done with Vladovic, they went and, got, and were aggressive, and they were aggressive before that. So they were actually preparing for his departure before it actually happened. So I, you know, I think this is a slam dunk for Fiorentina, which is already, who's already been very impressive this season. And Vladovic is not the only reason why they've been impressive. So I think all things together, this is this has been a, you know, this has been a home run. 
Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, yeah, they lost a lot, some, a lot of key pieces, but with the talent they're bringing in, they're going to have no issues rebounding from this. So I would give them a 9 out of 10. All right. Um, let's go on. Uh, uh, you know, Jenna will sign every person on our planet. I will run through that already. Um, speaking of people sitting on their hands, AC Milan did pretty much nothing. Um, they lost in corners. Uh, Andrea Conti went to Santoria. Uh, Pellegrini, who, uh, who went to Dorino. Uh, Pilazari, who I think is their, uh, is their backup goalkeeper, went to Lecce, and they brought in Lazatek, a very exciting young midfielder from the most hostile place in the world, uh, Red Star Belgrade. Um, I like the deal that they made, but it, let's be honest, and I'm, I'm sure you're, you're not having problems with saying it just ain't good enough. You have you have an Inter Milan team that. That just upgraded the season. You have a Juventus team that's upgrading. You have a Roma team that's even upgrading, and it seems like the balance of power is going to shift if they don't start making bigger moves. You know, this was their chance to make a statement. They were in for Julian Alvarez. It didn't happen, and they they're they're left with one good signing, but nothing really is sticking, and they still have the same problem. Um, and I don't think they accomplished anything this January. So I'm going to give them a two. They got a good player. That's a good thing. They, they did get a guy who can come in the midfield and, and be something. But I, I just think it's brutal what they did because they need to be, they need to start chasing, looking up at the league, looking up at, at Inter, looking up at Juventus, looking up at Napoli. Um, Cause Napoli, as, as much as I don't like them, they have a good team established and they're not, they're only a few signings away from, from taking the next step. Roma's only a few signings away from taking that next step. Lazio's only a few signings away from taking that step. So considering everyone's about a step away, that's not already in the thick of it, or, ha- or is already there, has, has, has strengthened. Roma signed two great players. Napoli signed a decent player. Lazio signed a good player. Um, Fiorentina signed three good players. You see, you see the trend here? Everyone around them is strengthening except for them. And they're the ones who are in the Champions League right now who want to fight with Inter for the title. I, I, I just don't understand why they weren't aggressive and went after it. Instead, they're just sitting here, did, did almost nothing, and they do have some injuries that they're dealing with. They, they needed to act and act accordingly, and they just didn't do it. Yeah, I'm giving them a, um, I'm giving them a big fat donut, otherwise known as a zero. I mean, yeah, you brought in one key piece, big whoop. I mean, look at, like you just stated, everybody's on the fast track and upgrading and making all these necessary adjustments and bringing all, all these players who will strengthen them going forward. Um, yeah, and they've lost a lot of crucial elements too. So it's like they're going to be wishing they had done a little bit more this transfer window, but I mean, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be biased right now because I'm that girl. I, I'm not mad at that. Long as Inter are doing it good, screw them. <laughs> no, you're right. But the thing is, if if they don't make the Champions League, which is not impossible, it's it's going to kind of come down to something like this. There's there's so many players this window that got t- stolen for for like ten bucks. It feels like um, there's so many opportunities out there 
for someone to go get something. Uh, you know, with Obama, you know, I'll, I'll just bring up quickly. Obama Yang just um, went to Barcelona um, for free. Not to say striker is the biggest need, but he is only 30 years old. AC Milan and Obama Yang know each other because AC Milan and because Obama Yang played for AC Milan. Um, I don't know if he played for AC Milan, but he was a member of AC Milan. Um, so that would have been something. He got them, Barca got him for free. AC Milan could have done the same thing. AC Milan could have bid an extra 10, 15 million for Julian Alvarez. They didn't do it. You know, if you're going to be aggressive, if you're going to try to go for titles, you got to be aggressive. And it's not to say everyone around them went aggressive. Fiorentino went very aggressive. Inter waited and waited and, and secured. And, and, but they, but they, they were still working on deals. It wasn't like they did nothing. They were just waiting for the right opportunity to come itself. And they, they had one target, basically, the entire summer. Sorry, the entire winter. And they negotiated that deal pretty much the, almost the entire window until they got it. Even though you, only, you guys only signed maybe one or two players, the fact that AC Milan weren't aggressive at all is, I think, is, is telling on, on how they could finish the season. Um, yeah, so definitely it's like one of those situations where, what were you talking about? My brain just got distracted. What's that? What were you saying? Oh, I was saying that not acting with aggressiveness in January could be a big reason why they, again, I think they make the Champions League, but if they don't, it's going to come down to something like this. And as much as Paolo Maldini has resurrected himself a little bit as a director. This is a classic old school Paolo Maldini move. Do absolutely nothing. It's either do absolutely nothing or spend 200 million on, on garbage. So it's just a bad situation. And AC Milan had an opportunity to get, because we'll talk about it in a minute. You guys signed Robin uh, Gozins from, from Melanta. That was your target the entire window. The entire window, that was what you were after. You signed the dude from Felipe, um, I always score in the last minute, Casado, whatever. <laughs> uh, but the, the, your target was the same the whole time, and it took a lot of working through to negotiate that deal. So you didn't, you weren't aggressive, but you once you identified what you wanted, you acted quickly. Where AC Milan did, wasn't aggressive at all, and I think that's the big problem. And maybe, maybe this guy from Red Star is going to be the next Andrea Pilro. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> But even if he's a really good player, not you know not being more aggressive, I think is gonna is gonna be a big reason why they potentially miss the Champions League. I don't think they will, but the potential is there for them to fuck it up. Yeah, definitely. Um. All right, Napoli didn't do much. They brought in uh, Taz Tunza Baby. I'm sorry, I haven't mispronounced that. A young center back from uh, from Aston Villa on loan, um, good deal. Uh, swap, swap, and switch. The 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 Greek god, um, you know, Kostas Manolas. Roma has risen from ruins. It's the Greek god in all the, you know, Manolas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, good old Manolas. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he is. He's left Syria and has gone back to. Um, to where he was before he came to Italy. He went to Olympiacos. Um, he's going to win a whole bunch of trophies there because Olympiacos always wins there. But um, leaving at the right time, I suppose. 
Um, I think, again, uh, did win a trophy with, with Napoli, did have that moment against Barcelona and Rome. Um, I think Serie A will always remember him fondly, um, but I think it was time to, to kind of move on. Napoli just, they, they could do better at that position. And from the looks of it, that's what they've done. It is a dry six-month loan, but if, if Tunzabi turns out to be something good, they can make that permanent. It's, it is a very limited uh, selection in um, – um, in January, uh, they were interested in signing. Um, do you remember that Ajax player that you? I, I said that you guys should sign in the summer. You know what I'm talking about? The wing back. Oh yeah, now I know who you're talking about, but I can't yeah. remember the name. I uh, Taglafico or something. Yeah. So they were in. They yeah. were in negotiations with him. It never could get across the line. Um, it broke a little. Um, they also were interested in Oliviero, not my Oliviero, but the one from Getafe. Um, so that they weren't able to get that across the line. They did fail to secure some deals, but I don't think I don't think we should judge them that harshly just because you know he's they they they, they had a center back come out, a center back come in. The one that came in is in a better position than the one that went out at this moment. So I think I think they did a good job. I'll give them a six. They weren't great. They could have got. They could have got better. They could have got another player too. But but, it, I think they need more strengthening personally. But it, it wasn't as it wasn't as if um, they missed an opportunity necessarily. I guess they kind of did. But but it's it's a. I think as an even it, it, it's an even in and out for as far as what they did because one guy comes in, one guy goes. Out, so. What club is this again? Napoli. Yes, they made some decent moves this transfer window. Um, yes, they may have lost a couple key smaller players that weren't really a part of the main lineup to begin with. But with what they've got, they definitely made some decent moves. So I would give them a 6.5 out of 10. All right. Um, Salarantina, desperately trying to avoid relegation. Um, they brought in Sepe, member from Barma. Um, the, the years he was in Syria, they brought in a, def- a defender from Valencia, Daniel Verde from Torino, uh, Fazio, who hasn't played in like two years from Roma. Thank you for that, by the way. Uh, Bohem from CSK Moscow, a midfielder, uh, Drag Gunson, a uh, Romanian center back from Sampdoria, uh, Muset from uh, Sacra from Sheffield United, Miekel, um, a a midfielder from Recipe. Um, I, that's not the team name. I just, I just don't want to. I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, Bradonovic, uh, defensive mid from Genoa, and the, the the one and the only. If you have a legend retiring, call this man Diego Parati, um, who who obviously played for Roma all those years. Was on a team that made the Champions League semifinal and scored the uh, winning goal in both of both Francesco Totti and Daniel De Rossi's um, um, departures from Roma. So if you've, if you've got a legend retiring, you got to call Ferrati because he'll be right there to score right, right at the end for you. Um, uh, and then they, they lost, they lost Simi. Do you remember Simi from last year who was banging all those goals for Crotone? Do you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Mm-hmm. So he, he was balling last year. I said he should play for a top 16 
Uh, he's got one goal in 20, so they sent him back to Serie B with Parma. I think I think he's happy with that. Um, but other than that, they didn't really lose anything um, important. Um, but they did, they did. They gained some good pieces. I thought it was a good window for them. Ah, give it a uh, six and a half. Yeah, I would give them a six and a half too. I mean, they made some decent signings, but they lost a lot, a lot of key pieces. So. 6.5 is definitely reasonable for their business so far. You know what it comes down to for me is, is this going to keep them from, from facing the music and being relegated? I don't think so. And you look across these names, uh, Pepe, um, Luigi Pepe is a great goalkeeper. For, he was an amazing goalkeeper for Parma. But, you know, the year they were going down, he was fantastic and it didn't matter. <laughs> um, Verde... Um, obviously he's a player that can, that can always find a way to score a goal. Um, occasionally, not often, but occasionally can, can kind of go to another level. Um, good center back from Sampdoria. They got it forward in there to replace Simi. It's not, it's not the glaringly bad. It's just the fact that I don't think any of these signings are going to make the difference. Um, again, if, if, uh, you know, if Salarantina needs to win a game at the end to secure their survival, then maybe you got something because Perardi always scores in those type of moments. But if you're if you're if you're talking about a team that needs to survive, period, and will be in a, are they going to be good enough to get in a position where they can it can come down to a game? I don't think so. So the whole the whole operation here comes down to the simple fact that I don't think these moves make a difference as far as where if whether or not they're going to relegate. I think they will, and I don't think these decent moves, whatever they were, um, is good enough to, to, to escape the inevitable doom. Yeah, I mean, Salernitina is already in a heap of trouble. So it's like making all these signings is not going to do the trick. I mean, some of them may give them what they need, but it's I think right now it's a little too late for them to save their teeth because they already only have 10 points this season. And actually, Genoa is not is second from bottom. It's Salertina in the actual bottom of the table. So, yeah. I don't know if so, I agree with that completely because certain moves can make a big difference. Like, I don't know. If they brought in, like, Joseph Ilicic from Atlanta in, that's a bigger difference because he can make a difference. They'll get you 10 goals across the, uh, the second half stretch. That can maybe get you out of it. But the signings that they have brought in, they aren't enough. As Pepe or um, Sepe is, is, is a wonderful goalkeeper. But again, collectively, altogether, the signings are not good enough to save them from, death, from I guess, death. <laughs> um, I think it's too little, too late. Um, but it's not because uh, it wasn't it, – it's only a little too late because the signings aren't strong enough. If they had brought in some other signings, maybe they'd have a chance. Because remember, many years ago, Cortona looked like they were dead. It looks like they, it looked like they had no chance of survival. And then they, they got in a run, second half of the season, got it together. And then last game of the season, they beat Lazio to, to stay up. So, so stuff like this can happen. It's just the signings aren't strong enough to, to convince, I think, you or me to, to believe that it will happen. Um, anyway, so next up we have Sampdoria. They brought in Rincon, midfielder from Torino, Conte, defender from Milan, 
Monogony, um, Defender from Hell's Verona, uh, you know, always healthy, always fit, uh, Sensi from fucking Inter Milan. Um, and then uh, uh, career mode uh, giant uh, Super Yaga from uh, Dynamo Kiev. He's actually a good player, but in, in career mode, he's just a totally different monster. If you get career mode version of him, then this is a great sign. Um, they did lose Adrian Silva, who went to Al Wada in, um, in Saudi Arabia. Toragosa went to Pisa. Um, Barry went to Empoli. And Antranta, uh, I can't pronounce it. The, 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 Dutch def- the Dutch midfielder that they had went to Ajax. And, um, and yeah, so uh, decent. I'll say six, six or seven. But they're they're not I, they're in trouble, but they're not in big trouble. I think I think the rest of the squad is good enough to, to make sure that they don't they don't um, they don't get relegated. They have um, Miko Dembsgard, obviously. They have a, the ageless wonder Fabio. They have Francesco Caputo. They have a good enough. They just have to they just have to get their, themselves right, and and then they'll be fine. But the window itself was just it was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was just all right. By the way, who let the dogs out? <laughs> yeah, literally here barking. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah, six out of ten is definitely reasonable. You lost, you brought in some players that are decent, but some of them are injury prone. I'm not mentioning Wait, any names. Since I've, I've never, I've never once seen since I injured. He's the most healthiest player in the whole league. Bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. But then they lost a couple of other good players, too. So, I mean, to me, actually, I'll give it a five because I call it a, a wash because you lost some good players, but you brought in some decent players to kind of cover it. So, it's like, either way, it's a, it's just a draw, a stalemate at that point. So, All right. Yeah. So, I mean, can't be mad at that. As long as you're replacing those players lost i mean there should be no issues for them um okay so swallow did pretty much nothing they lost all uh, they lost boga they brought in cd from rosenberg borg um servo from from roma young kid um, who just had his loan terminated by by sampdoria i think this is a kind of a wash they're like five i don't think it replaces boga but it's not a terrible window they did all right yeah agreed all right, Torino, the mighty, mighty Torino. Uh, Fars from Genoa comes in. Peregrine from, from uh, Milan. Ricky from Empoli. Um, Sec from Spall. Um, uh, and, um, yeah, that's just kind of it. They lost some pieces, but uh, decent. Six. Six. Yeah, I think six is fair. Uh, decent. Yeah, I agree with that. Um Lost, like I said, lost a couple pieces that are may not, who may have been like a, a crucial piece to their team in the past, but they brought in enough to cover those losses with ease. Yeah, uh, Udinese brings in uh, Benokov, uh, Benokovic from Leicester, center back, who's kind of been around a bunch of different places, and Mary, a young defender from Arsenal. Again, another uh, wash kind of. Um, they did lose Samir and Dean Mahale, both two good defenders for Udinese. 
actually, I changed it. I, 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 you know, changed my mind. And then read this for, for Jerry. So I'm going to give him a three or four. I'll give him a three. I didn't realize how bad the departures were. So I think I, I'll give him a three. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they lost a lot of crucial pieces and they replaced them with hashtag Stephen Hot Garbage. All right. Let's just run through the last couple. Just, just give me a number. Uh, Venezia brought in Kusiens from Bayern Munich. Nani is a free agent. Ullmann, Ullmann from Rapid Vienna. Uh, and the same striker from Young Boys, which I think that's a really good deal. Uh, they didn't lose anyone really of, of – um, yeah, they didn't lose anybody important. So I'm going to give them a five. I think that's not – I think Minani is a good deal. So I'll give him and, – and I would say. So I'll give him a, I'll give him a seven. Yeah, definitely a, a reasonable. Brought in some decent players, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, okay, Verona. Uh, brought a mid uh, Depoli from Sampdoria, Restos from Bayer Leverkusen, um, and obviously the the um, Prazilica uh, from uh, Slotic Warclaw. Um, they didn't lose anybody really important, so. I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it's five because I don't think they lost anything big. I don't think they brought anything huge in. So I think five across. Agreed. All right. Now let's 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 look at some of the good teams. Uh, Lazio. Um, um, uh, they they lost Lukaku. Um, they lost Varvo. Uh, they lost Joni. Um, and the rest of them aren't really um, uh, notable. By the way, when I said Lukaku, I meant his brother, not Romelu Lukaku. I know who confused. you meant. <laughs> okay, good. Good, good. Uh, they brought in Jovan Calabri- uh, Cabral uh, from uh, Sporting. I think this is a really good signing, so hopefully it does work out. Um, I'm going to give them a seven. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right. Um, did I miss anybody? Uh no, we went through that. All right. Um, Inter brought in uh, Gozens, and I always score in the last minute, Casado from Genoa. Um, Erickson has been released um, because of a health issue, but, uh, I, uh, but he has returned to football as he has been signed by Brentford. Um, and uh, you lost Sensi, the most healthy player in the whole league, to uh, go to Sampdoria. Um, Talk me through. Um, let's now let's get a little deeper. Just just tell me what you think of, the, of all those moves and and uh, if maybe if, if there's if there's something that you feel like um, you w- you wish you would have strengthened or you look for the summer, um, what that would be. But but first, just give me your your um, overall feeling on uh, the window. Um, I would I would give Inter a nine out of ten on this one. Um, you got rid of I mean. It was sad, the unfortunate situation with Christian Eriksen, but first and foremost, I'm happy that he's been able to return to football, and I wish him nothing but luck at Brentford. I hope Wait, hold on. Real quick, I just want to talk about this just for like a minute. When he returns to Brentford, do you think, if you're a Brentford, would you ease him into it, play him just like first game 90, uh, in the 93rd, 92nd minute, just to run him out for, for – seconds and then increasingly increase as games go on so you get a short um um stints or would you would you once he's got full health would you just play him out i'm just curious 
for me, if I was looking out for his health, ha- is like the team doctors and like the manager and stuff looking out for his like well overall well being, I would probably start him in short stints, like no more than maybe 10, 15 minutes at max, just to kind of ease him back into it. But then once he kind of shows that he's strengthened with those like 10 to 15 minutes, then maybe try to like add on minutes as they go along just to get him readapted. Because I don't, God forbid he goes like full ham, as they would say, and something bad happens. So I would just start easing him back into it and then see where he goes from there and then maybe increase the intensity and minutes in the match. Because I don't, we don't want an, another instant where he could end up having another health issue. Gotcha. Anyway, but, you were saying. But anyway. Yeah, we lost Erickson, but like I said, I wish him nothing but luck at Brentford. Um, and I, I just found got word from my boyfriend over in England that when every time he comes on the pitch for the rest of the season, he's going to be applauded for everything that he's been through. So that is really nice to hear that support coming from them. Um, yes, we also lost Mr. I'm so healthy. It's ridiculous. In Sensei, but too healthy, too healthy for Inter. Inter doesn't want players that healthy. Yeah, we so don't want okay. healthy players. Are you kidding? But those players are overrated. All <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the players with minor injuries are allowed to play for Inter. I mean, yeah, but anywho, yeah, I mean, we got rid of that dead weight. I'm, so, I'm not sorry, Reese's, but yeah, I mean, you got rid of those players, but we replaced them with people who are very consistent. I mean, Robin Gosens is a beast on the pitch. I mean, Adelanta lost a good piece there. Um, but you also have Caicedo, who may not sometimes play the full 90 minutes, but when, if you needed someone off the bench to get you a goal, you can count on him. So I would give it into 9 out of 10 this transfer window. Yeah, I mean... It's, to me, um, it's a 10 because Juventus are going out here and saying, look at what we got. Look at what we did. Um, and you, you kind of respond in the sense of, of getting a, a really key player. German international. I don't know why everybody forgets that he's German. Um, but uh, anyway, so, so he comes in there and, um, and you know, you have, you have depth of options. Um, and... You know, it's a scary situation because. So I'm. I, you know, I know you haven't listened to our, me and Ryan's episode from yesterday, but but I uh, we were talking about Inter, and he asked me if they could win the Champions League, and I said there's only two teams that can beat them, and the reason that they can knock out anyone is because the the ammunition that you can bring off the bench is out of this fucking world, um, and you add that with Gozens, so Gozen can come on. The start, he can come off the bench. You have other players at his position. He can play wing back. He can play in a whatever. He can also he can also play in the left mid. So he gives you a lot of options there. And like I said, when this deal was announced, the rich keep getting richer. Unfortunately, fortunately, at least for the rest of uh, whatever, whatever you want to say. Um, the, uh, the other rich team, the other rich getting richer team also improved as well. Um, so they needed to do this because – the thing is, the race is on for next season. This season, I do think you're going to win it. Um, I don't 
it's going to be a title race, but only kind of, because I don't think anyone actually believes that anyone else other than Ninja Milan is going to win the title. Um, but considering what Juventus did, Inter absolutely needed to strengthen. And they, they had one target basically the whole time. You come in, you bring in a Gozins who's going to be massive. Um, again, and he's only 27. And, and so you do have a lot of dead weight that's, that's on the older side. He's someone on the younger side. Um, and then you come into that situation with, with a big signing that could set you up for next season, but next season is going to be a whole different animal as far as the title race. Um, but I, I, you know, I think, I think Inter did as well as it could. Um, Casado, again, is he a good, is he okay? Yeah. He's an okay player. Does he always score in the last minute of the game? He seems to always do that, but, uh, and he's worked with Inzaghi before. I don't love it. I don't see what the point is when you have so many other strikers that can, that can do a job and perform. Um, but I'm not going to deck them for that because they did do the one thing they should. And you have, you have Gozins coming in and we all know what's, ha- what's coming in the summer. You're getting Onana, you potentially going after Matthias Ginter and then the two, the two boys in the green and white, uh, Raspadori and Skamaka, both looking like potential targets for Inter. Yep. Um, so it's a tough thing to follow because Juventus is going to go out and be aggressive in the summer. Now, Inter, because they got goals, it platforms themselves to to go and um, go and handle themselves in a in a very very big way. Um, so I, I I think you kind of did as as well as you could have. You ne- the intention of Inter was never to spend a lot. All they wanted to do is cover themselves a little bit, and I think they did that with with an outstanding signing and, you know, and uh, Timbuktu over there. Hashtag Timbuktu. I don't know why I called that. <laughs> um, I had to do I had to, It's like every time I watch TV now, there's like times where I'm like, I'm going to have to add this, the word hashtag dad, because it makes a really good hashtag. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, you know, we'll talk about the greatest team ever created, Roma. <laughs> um so they brought in Maitland Niles on loan from Arsenal. Been pretty good so far. Uh, the big, obviously, the big um, um, success, success. The big find is obviously Sergio Oliveira for such a cheap deal. Scores in his first game. Scores in his second game. Is going to be it's going to be massive for a uh, for the Copa Italia quarterfinals and for the, the second half of the season. Looks like one of the signings of the of the of the whole window for for Italy. Um, so they bring in those two. Paul Lopez to Marseille is officially confirmed. Um, he's been there since the summer, but his deal is not permanent, is what I'm saying. Um, Gonzalo Villar on loan to Getafe. Bojar Ma- Ma- Moriel on loan to Getafe. Um, Calafiori went to Genoa. Ryan Reynolds went to some uh, Belgium team, but you know I don't feel bad about that. See you later. Um, Fazio went to Salernitina and... Uh, yeah, so basically two signings in, a whole bunch out. Getting a lot of people out of the door was a big part, and obviously the two signings there. Um, what are your thoughts on on the two? Basically the two that they brought in. I mean, definitely decent signings. Um, I would give Roma a 6.5 out of 10. Um, but obviously, like I said, some teams like such as Inter, Roma, um, and some of your other teams are going to be very quiet. But 
from what they got brought in are definitely some decent players. Hopefully they're going to be able to adjust to life in Rome and uh, hopefully they do some good things for you guys. Yeah, I think you're being a little harsh there. And I'm not, I'm not saying that we had the best window ever, but, but I think it's at least an eight because considering what Serge Oliver has done already in three games, two goals, two assists, I mean, you can't really <laughs> argue with that. Maitland has been, okay, has been pretty good too. Um, so I'm very happy with, our, with our, us. Um, all right. Um, now the, the dreaded um, evil empire <laughs> uh, strikes again. We thought, oh, Juventus is going to be good for very much longer. Maybe, maybe Juventus will take a break from trying to take titles away from us. Um, nope, that's not how we do. It. That's not how we do. It. Oh, Juventus says, uh, Juventus director says we're unlikely to make any strong moves in the January transfer window. What do they do? <laughs> they fucking sign Zuzan Vladovic for seventy-five million, and um, Dennis Zakaria for eight. Um, and then they got rid of Kuloveski and Rodrigo Bontecourt. I like Kuloveski. I think that wasn't a mistake. Um, and then they brought in a young song back that they've flown to Serie B. Um, I think if this goes without saying, I think it's obvious, but what were your thoughts on, on what they did? Um, I think this is definitely decent for them. Um, a lot of those pieces are really solid players. Um, I would give them a seven and a half out of 10. Why? What What's preventing this from being higher? I don't know. It's just like, I feel like they didn't do enough to like get, I mean, I don't really see a lot of like these influential players that could be pivotal to them, but so they... you don't see Vladovic, a guy who scores when he's asleep, and Dennis Zakaria, a defensive midfielder, that was the, arguably one of their biggest needs as influential. I'm not trying to call you out. I'm, I'm just trying to understand. Okay, now I'm like, my brain was short-circuiting, and they're like, oh, yeah, um, now I'm going to change it. And they got rid of two players they didn't want. Which <laughs> ones were those again? Bernardeschi? No, the, obviously, Bernardeschi is the GOAT. They'll never get rid of him. They'll have a statue of <laughs> him outside the stadium. Um, no, uh, Kulovetsky. <laughs> I think that one's a mistake, to, to, to be honest. And then Rodrigo Bentacor, Mr. I passed the ball to the opposition in the Champions League so we get knocked out. Oh, wow. That's messed up, dude. <laughs> but, yeah, now I'll switch it. Um, they'll be – I would give them a 9 out of 10. Um, yeah. <laughs> there we go. My brain was asleep. I'm like, what are you talking about now? Oh, okay, Vlavich, okay. But, yeah, um, yeah, so now that you br- – I mean, they're re – I guess they're giving more depth to some of their areas that they're lacking. And especially in the defensive role, um, Vlavich is a good solid goal scorer, good for the depth in the attack. Um, although that there is rumors that things did not go well with the Dabala contract extension. and Yeah, that's still being sorted out. Yeah. Rumor has that if things don't go well, Maratta might want to work, might be working his magic to try to bring him over to Inter. But that's all rumors and speculation at this yeah. point. That would be hilarious. Paul called me and said, "Nah, Inter sucks. I'm going to Premier League." <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's possible. It is. It is a unfortunate situation right now. But I mean, he would do good in the Premier League. I would give him that. 
I mean, in the, and I think he would do pretty good pretty much anywhere, but I could see him, and this is just my speculation. So, Rodrigo, uh, remember, uh, Rodrigo Bentacor and Duzan Kulovesky are both with Conte now, two players that he liked at Inter that he couldn't bring in. Um, and on top of, on top of those, those two pieces, if he gets Dabala to go with him to Spurs, with Harry Kane, with the pieces that they already have there, that could be a very scary situation. I think, I think the thing is, if, if the contract doesn't resolve itself, and I expect that it will, um, you see Dabala either go to Inter or you go to Tottenham. I think those are the only two places. Maybe another team, maybe one of the La Liga teams would do it, but I think those are the two most logical uh, destinations. Um, I mean, Liverpool maybe, because I think that would un- unbalance the structure in the Premier League and, and make things a lot more interesting and all that. But, but I think those are the two real destinations. Yeah, but uh, Juventus are, are, are doing bits right now. Because remember, Chiesa is going to be back next season. So let me, just, let me just set the scene for you. So next year we could see a front three of, of um, Chiesa – uh, at least the attack could be Chiesa, Dybala, and um, and Vladovic. That's not a front three I'm interested in facing ever. Mm-mm. Then in the midfield, they already have Locatelli. Locatelli, McKinney, and Zakaria. That's not a midfield I'm interested in facing. Then their defense, probably still have Benucci and, and, and Chiellini and DeLitt, and then maybe another piece. But the, the defense maybe needs some work, but outside of that, this is a this is a team that's formidable. That's yeah. why that's why you guys need to make sure for the for the whole okay. As much as I don't want you to keep winning, I I don't want Juventus to win it like to walk the leagues anymore. If they're going to win the league, I want it to be a dogfight. And to make it a dogfight as their team is constructed for next season, again, I think they need a new coach and all that stuff, but that's why you need to get Skamaka and Raspadori for sure. And then the, uh, the the other dude in the midfield on that on that team. If you get Raspadori and Skamaka and um, uh, Fra- Frazitsi, I think is his name. If you get those three for next season, then we we could be in uh, fasten your seatbelts. <laughs> we could be in for one of the best title races in a decade. I think. Remember that that title race with Lazio and um, and Juventus right before COVID. That was one of the best title races I've ever seen in Italy. Um, but if, if everything plays out in my mind, I think it will. That's something we can see. But Inter have to do their part by getting those two. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so I think Juventus hit it out of the park. Um, and I think um, – um, yeah, okay, so I think that's it. Um, so we're going to do a, a, our little um, game. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Who did he play for? <laughs> All right, I'm just going to run through some. And if you keep getting it, I'm going to make it more difficult. All right, the first one. Who does Razvan Marin play for? By the way, no multiple choice in, in, this, in this game. You have to figure it out. And, and to, be, to start this, I'm only going to mention players that I mention or you mention repeatedly until, you know, whatever. So who does Razvan Marin play for? Torino. Again. Oh, 
I just just think about this. I mention him every single week, right? Give me one more guess, and then I'll give you a hint. The swallow. Okay, relegation zone. Close to the relegation zone. Oh, Danielle, that's not no, so no cheating, Danielle. <laughs> uh, near the relegation zone. Yeah. They were a team that has been in the league a long time, and they were a team that almost got relegated last year. Bologna. Similar colors, but a different letter. Sampdoria. All right, I'm gonna give it. A, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you what it is. You're gonna feel really stupid after this, but but I guess that's what we're gonna have to do. Cavallari. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> every time I talk about that team, I mention his name every single week. So so just remember, Razvan Marin plays for Cavallari. Um. All right. Let's. If you don't get this, I swear to God. <laughs> Who doesn't you come over here and beat me up? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the, the episode censored. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, who does Gianluca Raspadori play for? Oh, <laughs> come on, Sampdoria. No. <laughs> You should know this. Inter are linked with him every single day. I don't like this game. <laughs> um, We're doing this so you 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 obtain the information as well. So so it's, it's okay. Let me get a notebook so I can write shit down. Because the more the more you obtain, the more you're gonna. Again, team of season will be easier, and the conversations will, will be easier as well. Exactly. Hang on. Found a notebook. Just need a utensil of writing. Oh, there's one right there. Perfection. So the first uh, player was. I can, I'll, after this episode, I'll just I'll just message them to you, and then you can write them down then. Okay. Um, I'm guessing. Skamaka also plays for them. Seth Wallow. Yes, thank you. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right, you have to remember. Marin Kalgalari, I'll, I'll text them to you, but Marin Kalgalari, uh, Skamaka, Raspador, Seth Wallow. Okay, let me think. Um, Mikhail Damsgaard. Hang on, Kag Seth Wallow. I'm writing them as I go. Okay. 
And then what was the other player from Cagliari? Marin plays for Cagliari and uh, uh, Raspadori. Cagliari. And then uh, Scamacca and Raspadori plays for Sassuolo. Okay, what's the, the, uh, the last one? The one I just did. Who does Mikel Densgaard play for? Oh, I feel like I should know this one. Play, <laughs> player, our, 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 I don't know if he was yours. My player of the tournament for the Euros plays for Denmark. What Serie A side does he play for? Not Sampdoria, not... Yes. No, is that your final answer? <laughs> yes, Sampdoria. Yeah, you got that one. Yeah, so Sampdoria. Yay, I got one right. I'm proud of myself. Sampdoria. Um, uh, let's see. Who does Alexandro Florenzi play for? Not Rome anymore. Remember, he used to play for Roma. This is a top 16. Napoli? Nope. The top six team. AC Milan. Yeah, there you go. AC Milan. Asshole uh, Milan. Okay, got it. <laughs> uh, let me think. Let's do a few more and then we'll call it. Man, uh, my brain hurt. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of an easy one, but I thought I thought Raspador was going to be an easy one. Um. um Andrea Piamotti. <laughs> I don't like this game. <laughs> um, <laughs> we just talked about it. Fuck. I know. <laughs> oh, ADHD. Fuck you. <laughs> After this one, I'll do a super easy one. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm going to think about ruffling some feathers later with uh, Nico because I'm bored. Uh-huh. Empoli. Yep, bang on. All right, uh, let me think. Um... That one I cheated because like my brain can't be ours. <laughs> uh, Andrea Bellotti. Torino. All right, there you go. That's enough. <laughs> All right, so I'll I'll write them down, or you write them down, and then next week um, we'll go through them again. We want to get as many of you know because it's good, it's great that you know all these these players in the top six, but you got to know the players below the top six because there are some absolute ballers on teams that aren't that good. Um, just like uh, uh, Brent, Brent, Brennan, who plays for Torino, who another player that, uh, that, that Inter are really interested in. So anyway, um, after further review, this episode is now finished. <laughs> Later. Thank you.